My name is Milian Mori and welcome to our podcast Warrior Family. We are a family of successful entrepreneurs, visionaries, hustlers and leaders. We are compassionate, loving, fearless and determined. We fight for love, profits and a better world. And this podcast was made for future leaders, entrepreneurs, world changers and families all over the world. We gained our wealth by running one of the best network marketing companies in Europe and successfully coaching and speaking empire. Our stories, tips will show you that everything is possible. And this podcast includes all the best sales, marketing, relationship, personal growth and health advice you can get and interviews with the most successful people in the world. Our motto is, my business is not my family. My family is my business. And we are here to show you how to have it all. Hey, hello, my guys. Uh, Smilian Mori here, your friend. Uh, hello, the agents of Smart Money. I have a special guest today, Daniel Alonso. He is an old dog in the insurance industry. Uh, he entered the industry probably 15, 20 years ago. He will tell more about it. Uh, and he is a big, big business builder with his wife, uh, Karma. Uh, and he is a multimillionaire. So today I have a privilege to interview him and he will tell us something about uh, how to start a business because many of agents that are in our sales network in uh, European countries, in former Balkan Yugoslavia country, are just entering the industry and some of them are watching their old dogs and maybe they need some inspiration, uh, especially in these hard times that are going on right now. So Daniel, welcome. And I'm happy to have you as a guest on, on our Smart Money TV. And I hope to see you soon in, in, in Slovenia, in Balkan region. Yes, I'm excited to be here, Smiljan. <laughs> I'm excited. You know, this is, uh, this is a dream come true that I get the opportunity to speak around the world. And so uh, it's really a, a pleasure and it's my honor to be with you today. I'm very, very excited. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, your time because I know you are so busy like I uh, I am. But uh, please let me know and tell us how did you enter the in insurance industry? Because nobody likes the industry, you know. They don't want to become insurance agents like I didn't. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, look, I, I was 21 years old. And I, uh, I had a friend of mine. I, I was actually playing baseball, and I hurt my knee real bad. And I was in college at the time, and I couldn't play baseball anymore, so I quit college. I, I, didn't, I didn't never really like school. I was never a very good uh, student in school. And so I went back home with my parents, and, and so I went, you know, going to school part-time working some little jobs, making seven dollars an hour. OK, and uh, and and my my friend, best friend growing up, his name was Pablo. He said, hey, you need to look at this insurance business. And of course, I didn't like it just like you. I said, I don't want to be insurance. I don't want to be in sales. I don't want to, you know, those things. And uh, and he kept talking to me every month every month every month every day really always telling me telling me telling me and for four months he wouldn't shut up about <laughs> doing this business 
And I said, you know what? I don't know. I'm just going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a try. And I went down. I took a look. And I saw these people that were ordinary people. And they did extraordinary things. And my mm-hmm. mind went like this. I had a, 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 an excitement. And I believed so much bigger of what, what my life could look like. And so I tried. I said, I'll try. And that was 24 years ago. Smilia. Wow. 24 so, years ago. Yep. So that was in 1996? Yep. Yeah, I started in the insurance industry in 1997. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, can you tell us uh, how do you overcome these objections? Because uh, in, in our part of the world, uh, everything that seems easy to get in, like insurance industry, they label it as a pyramid scheme and uh, this is not the real business. And all, all, all the shit, you know, that people have in mind. And that is taking away our recruits uh, because they are entering in the industry and they are taken out uh, like, a, <laughs> like, like the storm is coming, you know. So how, how, did, how do you deal with this objection? Or maybe the, the guys that are watching now, they are new in our, in our agency and they will enter and um, talk with some, some people that will try to convince them and sell them out of the business well one of the first things i try to do with my new recruits uh smillion is i try to make sure that they become mentally tough Mm -hmm. because and i have a little conversation with them to talk to them about the fact that that your friends your family your neighbors your co-workers whoever they're going to tell you it's not going to work But I always, in my mind, I always thought, because I was only 21 years old when I started. So I was very young. I didn't have any mm-hmm. experience. We didn't have Google back then. So I couldn't Google and research and find out anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I went based on faith. But I tell people that, that look at your friends, look at your family, look at your relatives, and ask yourself, do you want their life? Do you want to be like them? Mm-hmm. If you want to be like them, then just go do what they do. It's okay. No, no problem. But if you don't want their life, don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. And so from an early age, for me, I was very lucky because I had a lot of uh, the people that were above me in the company. They were training me. They were having a lot of success. They were making a lot of money. They were traveling the world. They were, and, and I didn't, you know, and, they, they, and let me be honest, I didn't believe the guy the first time I met him either, okay? <laughs> so I, I was like scared too because I was thinking, come on, nobody lives that kind of life. Nobody has that kind of opportunity. And I said, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but at least I'm going to try. And, and, but every time people were so mean to me in the beginning, you know, they said, oh, it's a pyramid. It's a scam. It's not going to work. It's, you know, you know, who do you think you are that you're going to make all that money? Come on. Who do you think you are? And I just kept thinking over and over and over. Somebody 
is getting rich. Somebody is making money somewhere. They're building nice homes. They're making nice cars. Somebody is making money. Why not me? Mm -hmm. And and so that was really what what got my mindset to say, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to follow the process. I'm going to be coachable to the people that were mentoring me. Mm -hmm. And and and, you know, within a couple of years, I was making a lot of money and I was very, very successful. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to some uh, new agents that are coming in regarding of uh, building the business and some advice uh, for the old dogs that are already 15 and 20 years in the industry? Uh, because, you know, you get tired after many years. How do you yeah. find the passion over and over again? Uh, after 23 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, look, for, for the new people, I would say that you have to decide that this is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And stop looking left, stop looking right, make it your life's work. And by the way, right now, especially right now, because of what's happening in the world, mm -hmm. the pandemic, you know, people are scared, people are fearful, people are dying, people are having a, a lot of questions about what's going to happen. Again, mm -hmm. it has been proven over and over and over that, that the insurance business is not an economy-driven business. In the good times, people buy insurance. In the bad times, people buy insurance. People always buy insurance. So I'm so glad that I didn't go open up a restaurant <laughs> or go open up a bar or, or go open up a, a movie theater or, or, or be in the, or, or, you know, I, I mean, a lot of people don't know. I, I was actually an extra in a movie called Pretty Woman. You ever seen that movie? Okay. So I was in that movie, actually. Uh, uh, really? I, I was, I was an, but just an extra, you know, not, not a, you know, I only, <laughs> I only got paid $70 to do that, you know, so, <laughs> so I was 14 years old, but, but imagine if I would have stayed in that business, so many people are out of work. So many people lost their jobs. So many people. And, but me, guess what? My income went up another 10,000 last month. Mm. No extra work, same amount of work, same amount of business, same amount. My income went up mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of so much opportunity right now. Production's up, recruiting's up. Now, the second part of your question, the old dogs, they've been around a while and they're getting tired. They get tired. They get, they get uh, you know. So to me, the best thing for them to do is go recruit somebody new. Mm -hmm. Go find a new player to bring on to your team because nothing excites me more than bringing new recruits. Mm -hmm. It's, we call it new blood, bringing in the new blood. Nothing is more exciting than showing somebody how to build, how to grow, how to increase their income, how to become successful. And so if I'm old in the business, even me today, right? I'm recruiting a lot of new people right now. And it's very exciting. I don't have to. I've been financially independent since I was 28 years old. I don't have to work 
anymore again in my life. I saved my money. I'm financially independent. But I keep working because it, it brings me joy to see people more successful, to mm -hmm. see people do better. What advice would you give to somebody about the business builder mindset? What is the business builder mindset? Is it more important that uh, having a sales mindset? Because there is always a battle. Do I sell or do I recruit or do I do both? You know, agents are always asking me and also leaders are asking me, Smila, where is my focus? Should I sell or should I recruit or should I recruit first and then sell? And sometimes it's a mess, you know. It's natural, yeah, for it, me, it's natural for me to recruit, but it's not yeah, for yeah. somebody, you know? Right. So I always, I always think about it like this. So if we are rowing a boat, in a boat, okay? if we're rowing a boat, a little canoe, okay? We row the boat, row the boat, row the boat. If we just row on one side, then the boat goes this way. If we just row on this side, mm -hmm. the boat goes here, right? So... So if you just if you just recruit, 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 you're gonna go in circles. You're never gonna get the thing going if you just recruit, recruit, recruit. And then the same thing, right? If you just sell and sell and sell, you go like this and you never get to where you wanna go. So I like to recruit and then sell. Mm -hmm. Recruit. So it's 50-50 for me. So I'm going to I'm going to always move forward because when I recruit someone I'm going to teach them how to sell so we can make money so we can stay in business so we can move forward. Because I don't make money just to recruit people. I make money when, when I recruit sell. someone and then they sell and then they become independent and then they become successful. Mm -hmm. million. I have 47 locations that are independently run by independent leaders. So if I don't do anything, I make money. But those people, they're successful. They're making 100,000, 200,000, 500,000, a million dollars a year. They're successful. So good thing I recruited and I sell recruit and sell that's should always be your focus mm -hmm. uh, when you when you said uh, I have 47 locations that means direct leaders they're not all direct to okay. me they're not all direct but I have probably maybe 20 mm -hmm. that are direct to me mm -hmm. and then there's people underneath them underneath them underneath them and then they all kind of you know I've Mm -hmm. I think the, the furthest person somebody's from me is like maybe three generations down mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. But they're all independent. They're all independent. Wow, that is great. Uh, so you said you, you saved your money. I think this is now the, the, the crucial question because I'm not sure that many of our agents or other people have uh, enough income or enough a golden reserve to go two or three months without money. So right. do, do you think this is important to teach your agents or not also how to recruit and sell? I like the metaphor. That's great. 
uh, but also how to save money. You know, we we right. are earning and we can also spend a lot. <laughs> that that's the that's the issue for most people i mean come on i mean whether it be americans or whether it be in your country i mean you know the the, the point is that human nature is to make money and then spend it to try to look good in front of all your friends mm -hmm. you know it, it feels good when you can go out to the bar and you can buy everybody drinks it feels good when you get a big check, a big bonus check or a big commission check. And then I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy my, my girlfriend something nice. Right. And so that is human nature that that's never going to change. That's the way it always is been. So for me, again, I got lucky because the people above me, they were teaching me mm -hmm. and I was so coachable. Smillion. I was so coachable. I, I was so, I just, I told these people, I said, just teach me. I'm willing to do whatever you tell me to do. As long as it's legal, ethical, and moral, I'll do anything you tell me to do because I want to win in my life. I want to be somebody. I want to change my life. I want to have a great life. I want freedom, choices, and options. Those are the things that I want. And so one of the first lessons that they taught me was every time you make money, you make sure you save 20, 25, 30% and you put it in an emergency fund. You put it in, you put some of the, in your long-term investments, mutual funds or something, you know, where you're getting a better rate of return than the bank. Mm -hmm. And so for me, all I thought about is, is, is recruit, and train, recruit and sell, recruit and sell. Mm -hmm. And then as the money started coming in, I built a budget and I stuck to the budget and I saved. And there was a time where I was saving 50 to 60% of my money. I was making 300,000 a year and I was, uh, uh, and I was driving still a little Maxima, $10,000 Nissan Maxima car. Okay. And everybody said, why don't you buy a BMW? Why don't you buy a Mercedes? Why don't you buy, you know, you don't look good driving that little car, you know? And, and I said, I'm not trying to impress you. I'm trying to become financially independent because you may quit on me. Mm-hmm. You may not be here a year from now, but guess what? I will be. I'm going to be here a year from now, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so financially strong that no matter what happens, my family's going to be okay. I've been through the worst stock market crash in 2001. I've been through the worst mortgage crisis in 2008 and 9. And I'm going through the worst pandemic in history in 2020. And probably and, the biggest economic crisis. Too. And, and this will be the biggest economic crisis of our lives by the time it's done. Mm -hmm. And let me, let me tell you something, Smillian. I have zero worries about money. Zero worries about the future. Because number one, I'm in the right business, which is insurance. I'm in the right business. I thank God. I mean, I honestly thank God that I am in this business. Mm 
can you this can you tell more about why why do you think this is the right business in the industry because it's different if, if it is coming from my mouth and my people right hear this right but if they hear some something from somebody else and we didn't and we didn't uh, make up this uh, interview and we didn't talk right. about what we're gonna talk about but it's different you know sometimes we need some somebody else as a third person to hear something that was told over and over again well i i kind of i kind of alluded to it earlier i mean the reason why this is the the greatest business in the world is because it's not economy driven mm -hmm. people have to buy insurance they buy insurance for their cars they buy insurance for their houses they buy insurance for their lives The reason why we're selling more life insurance than ever right now, Smillion, which all of your agents that are watching right now, they should be working harder than ever right now. They should be more focused, more after. They should be making more phone calls. They should be trying to do more Zoom meetings with more people right now because people are scared. Mm -hmm. So this is when opportunity is created right now in the world people are scared and they're fearful on their lives i mean think about it. right now we just in california where i live yeah they just instituted a law we have to wear the masks oh my god everywhere we go even if i go outside even if i go to the store even if i go get gas in the car or whatever mm -hmm. well i don't have gas i have a tesla but i don't have no. gas but you know <laughs> even the people that go get gas in the store you know they they have to you have to wear the mask or else you get a thousand dollar fine if you don't wear the mask so this is crazy right now but guess yeah. what it's opportunity see no one that's listening to me right now should be afraid Nobody should be scared right now. Mm -hmm. Everybody should be really, really optimistic because people are scared. And when people are fearful, they buy insurance. They buy life, especially when they're fearful about their health, they buy life insurance. So if mm -hmm. you just ask somebody, look, man, do you have life insurance right now? And they say, no. Okay, so if I was able to put together something for you that was very affordable, Would you consider mm -hmm. at least exploring the possibility of having uh, a little bit of life insurance? God forbid you don't come home tomorrow. It's not that expensive. We can put together something for you because I know right now money is tight. I know right now you don't have a lot of money. I get it. But if I was able to put together something for you that was affordable, just you know something little, mm -hmm. would you at least explore it? That's how I would get myself in everybody's doors right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so right now you see this what is going on as a opportunity uh, so do you recruit more agents than ever before uh, or less agents right now oh my god we recruited 300 people last month so we are we are recruiting more people mm -hmm. than ever right now mm -hmm. it is really just the most exciting thing that's i, I don't know i mean You know, I, I don't wish any harm or bad on anybody. I don't want people to get sick. I don't want people to die. I don't want anything bad to happen to anyone. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying that, you know, this is the greatest time to make money in, in our type of business.
Mm -hmm. So what do you say to potential recruit or prospect when you call them for the business opportunity? What is your sales pitch or conversation with them? How do you lead the conversation? So when I'm, when I'm talking to somebody, the first thing I ask them is what is the most important thing in your life to you? Mm -hmm. And then they'll say their family. And then I talk to them and then I try to find out about their goals and their dreams. So if you were to win $10 million, what would you do in your life? What would you do differently? I mean, if, if you could travel the world, where would you travel? If you, if you could live in a certain type of house, where would you live? What would your life look like if you had $10 million? You won the lotto right now and you had $10 million. And then they're going to give me all of their dreams, all of their ideas, all of the things that they want in their life. And then I ask them, look, at your job right now, are they paying you enough to live that life that you just described? Mm -hmm. No, no. Okay, so so, so if, if I was your boss and I told you to come in and talk to me on Monday morning and I told you that I would pay you whatever you wanted to make, what's that number? What number would you tell me? And I can't tell you no, by the way. What's that number? And they say, well, million dollars or 500,000 or 100,000 or whatever. The, see, I can tell people's level of kind of where they're at in their life. If they have a poor mentality, they will say a low number. Mm -hmm. If they have a higher mentality, they will say a higher number. But whatever the number they tell me, I don't care. And they say, and then they say, oh, 100,000. Okay. So if I was able to help you, Earn that hundred thousand faster than your job. And by the way, your job will probably never pay you a hundred thousand. So if I could help you get to that hundred thousand faster than your job, would you consider it? Would you explore it? Would you take a look at it? Mm -hmm. And they always say yes. Every single time they say yes. Now, then I'm going to go into who we are what we do and what's in it for them financially. So I go through the company products and then compensation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then once I'm done with that, I simply ask, I simply say like this, I say, so look, if I was to teach you, train you and mentor you, is there anything, anything at all that would stop you from giving it a shot right now? Anything that would stop you. And then I, and then I, I wait for the objections. Mm -hmm. I want, I want an objection. I want you to give me an objection. An objection might say, well, I don't think I can do it. Or I never sold anything. I don't think, right? Whatever it mm -hmm. is, I simply say, look, if I could teach you how to overcome your fears and help and put you in a situation where you could either on a part-time basis, make a few extra dollars a month, or on a full-time basis, maybe even make 100,000, 200,000, 300,000. If I could potentially put you in a situation like that, is there anything that would stop you from trying? That's it. And it's, and it's really, mm -hmm. it's probably about eight out of 10 times somebody's gonna tell me yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. Let's, let's go back to the beginning. If you had to start over again, what would you change? What would you do differently? I would have recruited more. You would recruit because more? in the beginning, 
I would recruit more. In the beginning, when I started in 1996, the people that were training me, they were not heavy recruiters. Mm -hmm. They were more, they were 80% on the sales mm -hmm. and 20% on the recruiting. Mm -hmm. And so now, obviously, at this point in my life, I'm 50-50. I, you know, recruit and I sell, recruit and sell. But I think that was a mistake that mm -hmm. my mentors, they didn't teach me very well early on how to become a master recruiter. Mm -hmm. And I think that that hurt me uh, in, mm -hmm. in, the, in the early days. I, I think I would be two, three, four times bigger than, than we are today had I had more of a recruiting mindset early on mm -hmm. in the process. How many directs did you recruit? Hundreds and hundreds of direct. Well, th this was um, my, I'll, I'll pull something up right now. Mm -hmm. But this was my kind of my run when I got in the business. Um, my first couple of years, I only made maybe $25,000, $50,000 in the year, right? But then my third year, I made a hundred thousand mm -hmm. in income, and then the next year, I made a hundred and seventy thousand. The next year, I made two hundred and fifty thousand. The next year, I made three hundred thousand, and then the next year, I made a half a million. Mm. So that was it, from nineteen ninety eight to two thousand three. And 2003, I had saved a million dollars. I was free. You know, I, I, I had a million dollars in my investments and I was not needing to work anymore. I literally from 2003 to, you know, very recently, the last couple of years, I was pretty much semi retired all those years. Didn't didn't work very, very mm -hmm. much during those mm -hmm. years. So Traveling you... the world did a lot of fun things. <laughs> so now you woke up in the, in the last <laughs> couple of weeks <laughs> because of everything what is going on <laughs> so right what, right right what, what are the traits of the new recruit that you look for when you recruit them but no actually when you recruit let, them, let me you know? let me just yeah let, let me just real quick smilly and i want to i want to finish that answer mm -hmm. uh so between 98 and 2003 i call it my run that was my run like mm -hmm. where i was really really focused okay mm -hmm. so from two from 1998 to 2003 I had, I, I estimated, I had about 2,400 appointments booked. I wrote 724 personal sales, life insurance sales. I recruited 171 directs to me, direct. And my team wrote 5,000 sales over that period of time. That so means five years. Five years. Five-year run right there. So that one was my one seventy recruits. It's like thirty. It's only two or three a month. Yeah, it's only two or three a month. That's it. Yeah, but it's so, uh, it's every month for five years. It's every month. It's every month for five years. It's the consistency mm -hmm. that Consist really won the day. It was the consistency mm -hmm. that I think. After all said and done, looking back, if if somebody were to say, "What's the difference between you, Daniel?" And most people, why, why do most people not make it? It's because I'm just consistent. You know, mm -hmm. e even when I wasn't working, I was still consistently going to my office mm -hmm. and training people. I was consistently doing my meetings. I was consistently helping my people recruit. So 
even though I was, you know, financially independent and semi-retired, I was still working per se. You know what I mean? I just wasn't working, having to be in the field, making a sale every day to make money, to keep food on the table and things like that. You know, no stress. So like five years can be enough in this business. You go crazy, you recruit, recruit, you train people. Five years could be enough That's and it. you can retire. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. So what, what I did. Yeah. What are some of the traits that you look for when you business? So do you, do you looking... cherry pick them or no? <laughs> well, look, I, I'm looking, especially right now. And I think this is another mistake that I made early mm -hmm. on. I think I would, I think that I would be so much bigger today had I made some different decisions, okay? And one of the decisions that I would have made differently is I would have done a better job target marketing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like right now we have leads. We can generate leads and recruit the right types of people based on demographics that the leads are bringing in. So for example, I'm looking for somebody that's coachable. Coaching. I'm looking for somebody that has leadership skills. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for somebody that um, is highly money motivated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for somebody that's competitive. So yeah. I'm looking for, for a specific type of person and if they're not that right type of person, you know, I, I got to move, I got to move on. Whereas in the past, in 1996 and 1997, and even in 2000, you know, the truth is I would recruit anybody and I would try to convince you to do more. Mm -hmm. But if I would have just recruited the right type of people from early on, I wouldn't have had to convince them. They would have already been the right people already. They would have already been self-motivated already. That, mm -hmm. I think, was a huge, huge mistake early on. That is probably recruiting up, but when you're at the beginning and you don't have this self-confidence and you don't have the, right. uh, uh, the bank account to show to other people, right. and you know, how, how you can recruit better people. Well, I think that uh, early on, what you have to do is you have to use the success of your leaders. Uh -huh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if I'm your recruit, I'm going to say, look at my leader. Mm -hmm. look, look at how well he has done. Look at how successful he has built something. And so I'm going to use you as, you know, I'm going to edify you like crazy to make sure the world knows who you are mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I'm going to sell you like crazy. Mm -hmm. And I did that. I, I sold my leaders. Uh, they were making a lot of money and I would tell people, Hey, look, I might not be making a lot of money yet right now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I will be by next year. I'll be making $10,000 a month. By next year, I will have a team by next year. I'll have my own location. I'm going to open up my own office by next year. I'm going to be completely successful. And I would say that a lot to a mm -hmm. lot of people. Mm -hmm. And you know, some people believe me, some people didn't. That's okay. I'm only looking for the look, at the end of the day, Smillion, I'm only looking for the people that are looking for me. 
I don't want to spend time trying to convince anyone. Mm-hmm. If I have to, if I have to spend more than three minutes convincing you on why this is the greatest business in the world, like if I give you the facts, if I tell you, okay, like for example, if I can say, all right, we're a big company, we got a lot of backing, we got a lot of credibility, we've been around a long, long time, and I can show you proof that a lot of people make money, and that I've helped a lot of people become successful. If I can show you that and prove to you that this is the right place at the right time. I mean, if I get, if I got to talk more about that and I got to convince you and you're making $7 an hour, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a young person or somebody coming in, a new recruit. If he's making seven bucks an hour and I got to convince him, he's the wrong person. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> How important is the personal development in this industry? setting goals yeah it's 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 everything i mean i you know i i wrote down a couple of things um that uh that that i wanted to talk to you guys about Mm -hmm. um you know some of the things that i think that that it's important is like you got to define your career and business goals you got to define your personal development goal you need to define your adventure goals you got to define your contribution goals. you got to define the things that you really want because if you don't know what you want you can never get it one of the best decisions i made in 1996 when i got started in business i wrote down 150 things that i wanted to accomplish in my life and I've just been going like this through the years. Check, 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 check. Just going down my goals, accomplishing goals uh, all through my life. And but, but I never could have accomplished the goals if I didn't know what the goals were. So I, I, I encourage every one of your guys, 118 people on this call right now, right? I encourage every one of you, men and women, that what you need to do right now when this is over when this call is over you need to sit down with a piece of paper or or your ipad or something your phone put it in your notes or something you need to identify 150 things that you want to accomplish now i know it's going to sound like bullshit Mm -hmm. to yourself it's gonna you're gonna say to yourself that's a lie I can never do that. That'll never be possible. How am I ever going to do that? You're going to not believe yourself when you're writing all these things down. Mm-hmm. But guess what you're going to do? You're going to write them down anyways. And you're going to identify and define this structure of a, of a life, of a future that you're going to live one day. Be All because of today you made a decision to write down what you really wanted Mm. 150 goals of a lifetime yep how many of them you knocked them out (laughs) i don't know but it's been a lot it's been been a lot lot. maybe 200 (laughs) already (laughs) 
Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm added to it. So there's probably yeah. a couple hundred, you know, but there are some that, that were crazy, crazy goals, you know, and mm -hmm. crazy yeah. income goals that I still haven't achieved, you know? So, but what's great about life, and this is another little key to what's helped my mindset through the years is that I believe that progress equals happiness. Mm -hmm. I believe the reason why I'm pretty happy, I'm not perfect. I don't live a perfect life. Every day is not perfect for me. I, you know, uh, it's not like I never fight with my wife or my kids never get mad at me. Right. I'm not a, I don't have a perfect life. I'm not trying to portray that to anybody. But the reason why I think for the most part, I'm a pretty happy dude and I'm a pretty happy guy I'm, I'm, is because I have goals and I'm always trying to get better. I'm always trying to make progress. I'm always trying to improve. And so I'm really never completely satisfied. So that keeps me moving forward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It keeps me trying to get better. And every time I try to get better, every time I learn something new, it's kind of fun. Every time I have a conversation with somebody like you and I learn something from you or, 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 or we have a little conversation, you learn something from me or we, you know, combined ideas or whatever, right? Every time I meet somebody great, my life is more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. My life is more happy versus the way most people live is they get up, they have their cup of coffee. They're depressed, right? They're like, oh, I can't do it. The pandemic's going to get me. I'm so scared. I can't talk to nobody. I can't do nothing. Nobody wants to buy nothing. Nobody wants to recruit. This will never work. Oh, my God. It's a pyramid. It's a scam. It's all. Oh, this is crazy, right? They get up every day, and they do that to themselves. And so what they're doing is they're crushing their dreams. They're crushing their life. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to get rich overnight. I'm not saying that they're going to make a million dollars tomorrow. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is I'm saying, you know what? Maybe it's possible. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is possible. And maybe I'm going to try. And maybe I'm going to have some fun while I try. And maybe I'm going to give it everything I got. And you know what? Whatever happens is going to happen anyways, because the worst case scenario is I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to make a new friend. I'm going to get more educated. I'm going to become a better version of me no matter what. Because even if I try this for the next six months or a year, and even if it doesn't work out, at least I've learned new things. At least I learned about insurance. At least I got a license. At least I learned how to communicate better. At least my leadership skills are better. I've been all the, all these trains with Smillion, and I'm learning all these things, and I'm, I'm improving my life. Hmm. That is progress, and that is happiness. Great. How, how do you fill your tank when, you know, you recruit all those guys and then they quit, they quit and yeah. they are telling all the shit, all the excuses. Like I, I spoke with one, one lady today and I recruited her three weeks ago, but I didn't have so much time because this shit is going on. So she was so excited last week. Now she decided that this is not for her, you know? I'm not born for this business. Uh, I spoke to three people and they all said <laughs> no. And I, I was, I was going like crazy. 
I tried to convince her, you know, you, you didn't do anything. And then my wife came after me. She said, calm down, baby, calm down. <laughs> I want so badly for other people to be successful. Can you believe me? Because I, I know that my mindset was not the same as it is today. And, you know, sometimes I feel sorry about the people that have all the excuses like I'm I'm too old, I don't have money, uh, I don't have time, I have small kids, blah, blah, blah. So how, how do you deal with this? Because in, in the business, most of the time you hear no more, more, more than yes. It's like mindset. Yeah, I, I, look, you know, this is the, in my mind, Smilian, this is why we get paid so much money. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason why our industry is so highly paid. And the reason why is because, yes, there is rejection involved. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always reminded of that mm -hmm. every time I uh, get a rejection. I say, oh, that's why they're going to pay me millions of dollars is because <laughs> I got to go through this shit. Right. I, I'm the one that's got to go through it. Most people won't go through it. I, I remember I remember driving home one night and uh, from an appointment. OK. And I am, uh, you know, it's, it's like midnight. I'm at this late appointment. It was snowing. It was in the mountains and I'm driving like 20 miles an hour thinking I'm going to crash. I can't barely see nothing. And I just got done with this client that told me no 17 times you probably told me no and what a jerk and they had a bad policy and i was doing better from that i was gonna save them money i was gonna give them a better options i was gonna you know they were they were broke i was trying to recruit them they were so mean they were so nasty they were so they reject i mean they looked right at me they laughed at me they said it was a pyramid they said it was never gonna work and i'm driving home and I'm going, oh my God, nobody would do this. Nobody would go through this. Anybody with the right mind, they're gonna quit. And guess what? That's gave me hope because I said, this is why I'll be successful because I'm willing to do the things that most people are not willing to do. Mm -hmm. That is why some people become successful and other people remain broke <laughs> and they remain unhappy and they have a life of, of of mediocrity and a life of pain a life of sadness a life of you know no wealth and always struggling always scratching and clawing for another dollar so wait a minute i'm just gonna be willing to do the things that most people won't be willing to do. And mm -hmm. that is gonna separate me from the masses. It's gonna separate me from everybody. That's why I'll be successful. That's great. Thank you for sharing. Let's ask some <laughs> questions. Uh, let's take some questions from okay. other people. And then I will, I will ask you maybe something for the closing. Uh, somebody's asking, do you... Uh, uh, recruit new agents, new people, no experience, or you like experienced agents from some other companies or so, so for, 
for me, I actually, I would much rather recruit somebody with no experience mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than, than with experience. Mm -hmm. Because if I gotta, if, if I gotta take you from another company and retrain you, it's gonna take longer. Cause I gotta reformulate your mindset again mm -hmm, versus you come in and I'll teach you as a greenie. I want a fresh greenie. I want mm -hmm. now, now I do want somebody that's coachable. I want somebody that is motivated, like highly money motivated. I, and I, and I want somebody that's a little bit competitive mm -hmm. because I think in the beginning, just like anything else, right? It takes time to become successful. And so I want somebody to stay in the game with me because they love the game because they want to play because they want to try to get better. They're competing against themselves. And that's what kind of keeps them excited. It keeps mm -hmm. them uh, uh, moving forward. Mm -hmm. I agree. New agents are better than old and experienced because they their mindset is already programmed. So I have another question. Do you like to work with uh, couples or uh, you recruit uh, singles? I, you know what? I, I'll, I'll recruit singles and couples, although okay. I would much rather recruit a couple. Mm -hmm. as long as the partner is motivated mm -hmm. as long as the partner's not a downer because what what I'll what I'll find is that sometimes the partner will crush the other partner's dreams mm -hmm. if that partner's not motivated mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm always trying to make sure that like cuz cuz i believe two heads are better than one if you had two people together, because remember the, the, the wife has a warm market, the agent has a warm market, that's double the recruits. So mm -hmm. for me, like even for me, when I first got in business, uh, I had a, my girlfriend, which is now my wife, um, I made her join me. I'm like, you have to do it. I signed her up. I'm like, you're in, you're going to do it because we're going to do this together. Now, she didn't want to do it in the beginning. And we, we struggled, like we, we kind of battled a little bit in the beginning, but I said, look, if you don't have another plan and if you're not going to go to college and you're not going to go do something else, then, then you need to do this. We need to do this together as a team, as a, as, as a unit so that we can push each other up instead of you doing this. And then I'm doing this. I think it's going to, I don't think we're going to be as successful as fast as we possibly could. Mm -hmm. So that's where. Um, I think partnership is a huge thing. And, and, uh, you know, there was a time where I, I gave her an ultimatum. I'm like, look, you're either in or you're out. Mm -hmm. Like you're either going to do this or not do this. And we were like five years in together as a relationship mm -hmm. and people think I'm nuts, but I'm like, I drew the line in the sand. I'm like, if you're not going to be positive with me, then we need to cut this relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she thought about it and she said, wait a minute, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to step up and she stepped up and our income doubled and things happened. I mean, look with the right partner, if you have the right partner, do you understand you got the right partner that's motivated, that's excited, that's moving and they're pushing you. It's like wind in your sails, man, mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. a backpack full of boulders, you know, that's kind of weighing you down, right? That like, Oh my God, every time you go home, your wife is negative or your husband is negative. I mean, that sucks. That's not a place you want to be. I never wanted to be that negative spouse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, how do you structure your day, your normal working day? You know, 
when you wake up, what do you do in the morning, when you start to work, when you recruit, when you train. Now, actually, obviously, now everything changed probably because you are at home all the time and you have Zoom, 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 like Zoom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like no, my, my day, day. The way I structure my day is pretty simple. And by the way, I haven't changed a whole lot in my day mm -hmm. other than not going on physical appointments. Mm -hmm. So, but my day's the same. I get up in the morning, maybe six, 6.30, I work out. I always gotta get some sort of physical exercise, not for a long time. It might be 10 minutes, it might be 15 minutes, it might be a half an hour. It just depends on how I'm feeling and what I wanna do. Um, jump in the shower, get dressed, uh, I get down for breakfast, I have eggs, I have a, a protein shake or something like that. It's not a, a, a major breakfast, I, I try to eat lean mm -hmm. I, i'm not um you know i'm not gonna eat a big thing of pancakes and sausage and bacon and all this shit and feel like crap all day long uh, i like to drink coffee although i don't always drink coffee sometimes i drink like a zip fizz or something like that that's what mm -hmm. i'm drinking right now it's a zip fizz and it's there's no sugar in there it's like a b12 shot basically Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll do that instead of coffee because it's more water and no sugar and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then and then I and then I get right right after it. Right. I, I make sure that I'm, I'm posting on my social media. I'm doing mm -hmm. my content um, throughout the day. I'm trying to post different things throughout the day. I'm answering DMs constantly. So in the old days, we would just be constantly on the phone. Now we're constantly like this. Mm -hmm. Because we're constantly DMing people back, we're answering questions, we're we're throwing we're throwing out uh, questions on our story to try to get feedback from people to want to engage with us. From there, I get some leads. I also have my marketing people that are that are generating leads mm -hmm. for me. Also, mm -hmm. so I need to also throughout the day follow up with those leads, send out my videos, my personal videos to those people. Mm -hmm. um, right now during the quarantine, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to leave my house periodically and sit in my car for three or four or five hours in some cases, sitting in my car, just sending personal videos, just mm -hmm. um, uh, calling people, having FaceTimes, having Zooms with people, just to try to keep those relationships going because again, mm -hmm. you know, before I would go to my office. And I would train people personally in my office. I would be high-fiving people. I'd be hugging people. I'd be doing all those things that are kind of creating that, that bond and that relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we don't do that anymore. So that's my day today. Yeah. yeah. So you use social media a lot to recruit people now? When did you start to be active? In social your... media is massive. I mean, that, that is to me, it's a no brainer. Like if you're not on social media right now, you're killing your, 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 your business in my opinion. And I know you're big on social media. You're doing an amazing job on social media, mm -hmm. but most, most people that are watching, they have no brand. They have no social media. They're not out there in the public. And so my job is to get to a million followers. That's all I think about every day is I want to get to a million followers, million followers, million followers. Why? Why a million followers? Because if I have a million followers, when I have a million followers, 
I will be able to send out one post get mm-hmm. 50,000 or 100,000 people to respond to me. So I may throw out a post and say, hey, I'm looking for people that um, want to go into business with me. And I may recruit 100 people that day. I won't have to recruit anybody else that year, probably, just from that one post. That's true. And so I'm, that's all I'm trying to do. Exactly. And, and, and I know you're in that situation right now. You've recruited so many people that you, don't, that you can just kind of put it on hold. Because, by the way, sometimes, believe it or not, you can recruit too many people. Mm-hmm. And I know people think, well, man, we got to re- recruit, got to keep recruiting. Got No, 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 no. Sometimes you can recruit too many people yeah. because you have so many people, you can't take care of everybody in some situations. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's why if you look at my run, I recruited two or three people every month, but I got those two or, two or three people competent, confident, licensed, going, blowing, moving forward. And that's what kind of, you know, at, at least allowed me to stay consistent for so many years. Mm-hmm. Right. So how, how important is the fast start? Because you said I recruited two, two guys or three people every month for five years, direct. You know, it's just how, how important is it to have a fast start training with them? So every new recruit that comes in business with me, my number one goal Mm-hmm. is to make sure that I get them in the field on their own appointments within 24 to 48 hours. So, for example, I recruit you and I say, all right, who do you know that has young kids? And you're going to tell me your brother. And I said, great, then you need to call your brother. We need to get in front of your brother like ASAP, like tonight. Could, could we just you know, book an appointment with them tonight. And, and then your job is to make sure that as quickly as possible, you get an appointment with your brother mm-hmm. and then we sit down with your brother. And I want to get you on at least, at least five to 10 appointments mm-hmm. in the field with your warm market, your first 30 days in the business. I want to make sure that we at least get you three recruits and I want to at least make sure we get you 3,000 in life insurance production mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so that would be in my mind a pretty good fast start for somebody now some mm-hmm. people they took me on 19 sales their first month in the business we recruited 10 people 12 people 15 people some people did way more than mm-hmm. what was expected but my expectation is that your first 30 days you're getting results because mm-hmm. if you don't get results at least within the first week, two weeks, guess what's going to happen to most of those new recruits? They're going to quit. They won't last. All right. And so my job is to build leaders. So if I'm going to build leaders, I got to keep them around long enough to build them into a leader so that they can start making money and they can start becoming independent because the whole job, the whole real job, I mean, look, Everybody wants to recruit. Everybody wants to sell. I get that. But my real job is to build new leaders Mm -hmm. that are independent of me, people that don't need me anymore. I have many leaders in my organization today that I haven't spoke to in years just simply because they do their own thing. They're leaders. They're on their own. 
they're self-sufficient. They know the process. They know how to duplicate. They know how to train. They know how to build leaders mm -hmm. as well. So, so that was my goal originally is to recruit and train and to build great leaders. And that is what's given me a life of freedom, choices, and options. Mm. It's been unbelievable. How many agents licenses do you have right now? Licensed agents. I have 1,500 licensed agents today. One, and uh, we have 47 locations. Yeah. So, and, and we, and we write about 500 sales a month. We recruit about 300 people a month. Wow. And, um, and I can just see the sky is the limit, man. I mean, honestly, like I believe the, the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. We are in this, this massive pandemic and people are frightened for their lives. People are scared. People are walking around with masks all day long because they don't want to get sick because they think mm -hmm. if they get sick, they're going to die. And so what, what better business to be in right now? And by the way, anytime, I'm not even saying just right now, I'm saying anytime, but especially mm -hmm. right now, like, like for example, if you were in the mask making business right now, be a pretty good business to be in, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you're in the hand sanitizer business right now, pretty good business to be in. Okay. P mm. Pretty good. If you're in the grocery store business selling food, that's a pretty good business. You, how, how about toilet paper? If you're in the toilet paper <laughs> business, that's a great business <laughs> to be in, right? Okay. I mean, nothing better than toilet paper right now. Okay. Now, I could say the same thing about our business. I mean, literally, like, I mean, people want to buy life insurance right now. And better than that, and, and even better than that, people because we're going to our unemployment rate is probably going to get jacked to about 25 or 30% after all said and done and when that happens there's massive amounts of layoffs right now massive amounts of unemployment right now and so because of that better yet i offer opportunity mm -hmm. i recruit i teach people how to build a business in an, a business that's not economy driven. When interest rates are up, people buy insurance. When interest rates are down, people buy insurance. People always buy insurance. So I will forever, no matter what happens, pandemic, you know, unemployment, you name it, doesn't matter what happens. Because even if, because people say, well, what if everybody's unemployed? And people are, well, look, even if the unemployment rate is at 30%, doesn't that mean that 70% of people are still working? Yes. <laughs> so, so, so yes, we might not now we might recruit the 30%, mm -hmm. but we sell the 70%. That's great. Cause yeah. the people that are still working, they still need to buy stuff. Oh. They still need to buy insurance. And, and, and it's so the opportunity is massive right now. That was a great statement, you know. We the ones that are losing their jobs, and we are selling the ones that are keeping the jobs because, yeah, this is this is uh, number one right now for me. Because sometimes you see all the guys uh, losing their jobs, running out of the business, and you see, hey, there is no one left to sell. <laughs>
how, how much time do you need to to develop somebody from new recruit to into the leader self-sustaining leader so i think that when somebody gets started they are um you know they're they're like a baby you know mm-hmm. and it's like you know would you leave your baby all by themselves and the answer is no right you 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 put the baby in the crib i mean even if you're cleaning the dishes you're still watching the baby the, the, the baby's over there you still got to see the baby and so i think that it's so important right now more than ever to watch your teammates and to make sure that there's lots and lots of opportunities for you to see them whether it be zoom or in person you have to see your people you have to keep them accountable mm. on a daily or at least weekly basis and you got to make sure that th- because that's how you're going to turn them into a leader so it's a process like like for example one of my agents this morning texted me and said oh i don't know how to do this how do i what's where's this form how do i get this form how do i do this how do i do that and and and, and you know what i said i said call the secretary call the home office figure it out that's how i build leaders by the way mm-hmm. if i do everything for you then i then my job is never done because i'm always recruiting people so my job will never be finished i, I will never be free i have to build self-sustaining people mm-hmm. independent people okay and so so i said you go get the information if you if you really need help or you can't get the information from those sources that i just gave you then of course come back to me i'll help you but what's going to happen there she's going to find the information and now she's one step closer to being a leader mm, so right. this may take this may take three months this may take six months to get all the kinks out of somebody to get all the now if they're if they're coachable it might take two months mm-hmm. really motivated and competitive it might take them one month i've yeah. seen people be self-sustaining in, in one month they just love it there because remember it just depends on the level of the person that's coming in mm-hmm. people look people that come in they're 50 years old man they're like old dogs man it's like you can't teach an old dog new tricks right and so it's hard to get them to change mm-hmm. their mentality because they've been programmed mm-hmm. by society for so many years and because they've been programmed it's now it's going to take like you know it's going to take a long time it might take that person six months mm-hmm. to really beat out of them all of their limiting beliefs all of the bullshit stories that they tell themselves all the procrastination behaviors and habits and uh and and all of the negativity we got to beat it out of them now Mm -hmm. we don't beat it out of them in a bad way we just make sure that we're constantly reinforcing positive affirmations and and positive thinking and trying to make sure that we stay positive so through the example of how we behave they their behavior now starts to develop and mm-hmm. change 
and a new set of beliefs, a new set of standards, a new set of, uh, of, of habits start to form. That's when it starts getting exciting. And that's why you have to have a consistent place where you're always communicating with people, training meetings, Zoom meetings, um, you know, conference calls. And again, some people don't like it. And the people that don't like it, guess what they do? They just Wait. quit. <laughs> Nothing not that I could do with that person. And so, so the one, the one thing that I'm really big on right now is to never try to convince somebody to do the business. Mm. Cause if I got to convince you, if I got to make you do it, you'll resent me. You'll never really do it to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You'll, you'll always kind of resent because I made you do it because you would, if you would have wanted to do it with your own fortitude, you would have went for it and you would have made it happen. Yeah. But I pushed you into doing, it. I made you do it. I coerced you to do it. I, I use some sales recruiting technique to make you do it. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I want to target market the right people. I want to find those people like the United States and Canada has 400 million people. So all I need is a couple thousand. That's it. Mm -hmm. A couple thousand. That's it. To, to make my dreams come true. All I need is a couple thousand. I don't need 400 million. Y'all could have the rest of the 400 million. I don't care. <laughs> a couple thousand. That's it. Yes. And, and you give me a couple thousand, I'll change some lives. I'll change, you know, our family's future forever. So yeah. it's all Great. doable, man. Great, man. I have so many questions and my agents also, but I will fly you over to Slovenia and to Balkan region and we will sit down with the best ones and the ones that yes. are going yes. up in our uh, marketing plan. Last question. Yep. So coachability yes. is very important. And then we, we didn't talk about the accountability. So what are some right. of the things and actions that you hold them accountable? Because at the beginning, when they are new and fresh, you cannot demand something from them as you can from somebody that is a leader already. And how right. important is the accountability for the success? So for me for me accountability is i think the number one uh piece of uh, of of leadership style that you look look accountability is number one because accountability will keep you in the game long enough mm -hmm. to have the success that you want to have because everything doesn't go right all the time okay sometimes things go good sometimes things don't go good but if you're accountable guess what if things go bad that day and you're accountable what are you going to do you're going to talk to your coach and you're going to say things went bad things are not going good so since things are not going good then i i need to get the feedback so it's it's constantly Okay, I, 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 I took action. Now I get feedback, action, feedback, action, feedback. The more feedback I get, the, the quicker I'm going to improve. So this is what most people do, though, right? What do they do? They, they take action, they get negative feedback, and then mm -hmm. what do they do? They hide. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They hide. You never see them again. They quit or they hide and you never see them again. So, <laughs> so then, then they go, then they go. And then two weeks later they say, Oh, well, I, you know, it didn't work. I failed it. You know, Oh, this thing is a scam. It's a pyramid. It doesn't work. It never is going to work. And then, so what happens? So, so because we didn't get that feedback because we didn't learn because we didn't improve, we kept on failing. Mm-hmm. That's why people quit. If all they would have done is every time you get a no, you call your coach and you say, look, I got to know. This is why I got to know. Don't take it personal. It doesn't matter if you got to know. I've gotten a million no's. Who cares if you got to know? Who cares if you got rejected? That's a good thing because it means you actually are trying. <laughs> it means you care. It means you're going for it, man. That's okay. So, so promise me that every time you get a no, you call your coach and you tell them why. Every time something's going bad, every time something's not working. But then this is the most important thing, okay? Because what you don't want to do, you don't want to be an ask hole. Mm-hmm. Did, did you hear what I just said? It's called not an asshole. Ask hole. <laughs> ask not hole, asshole. Ask, ask hole. hole, okay? <laughs> and what an ask hole is, is somebody that keeps asking for shit, but they never do what you tell them to do, right? So, so I say, so I tell the person, I tell the person, I say, look, this is what you need to say. This is how you need to say it. This is how you need to do your social media. This is how you need to, um, you know, and overcome this objection. This is how you need to deal with your new recruits. This is how your day needs to be scheduled up. Whatever it is, you can't just keep asking questions and not doing the things that the that your coach is telling you to do. So for all of my agents, I'm hoping that when I'm teaching, when I'm coaching, when I'm mentoring, hopefully they're saying to themselves, okay, number one, Daniel wants me to do good. He wants me to be successful. And he wouldn't be telling me to do it this way if he didn't want me to be successful. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what? I'm going to do what he tells me to do. I'm going to follow the direction. I'm going to follow the game plan. I'm going to follow the coaching. I'm going to follow the, the process. And, if, and, if, and, be, and, and I'm just telling you, speaking from experience, that's what I did. I followed my mentor. I followed my coach. I did exactly what they told me to do. And within very short amount of time, I was completely financially independent. My life Mm -hmm. was forever changed. And I will be forever grateful to my mentors, to my coaches for pushing me up and teaching me the things that I needed to learn so that I could have a fantastic dream life. Mm-hmm. Um, forever. Wow, that is great. Thank you, Alonzo. Any last message that you would give to my people? Well, I- I'll just say to all of you guys that um, Smillion is an amazing guy uh, with an amazing uh, business. And uh, you all should be very, very grateful that he is coaching you and teaching you. He reached out to me all the way in America 
So that way he, so that way every one of you could have a better opportunity. I mean, that's, that's why he's doing this. You know, he yeah. does pretty good. He's pretty financially independent. He's pretty financially set, but, but you all want to be where he's at. So guess what you need to do? You need to be coachable. You need to follow the game plan. You need to follow the things he's telling you to do. This guy wants you to win. He wants you to have success. You don't follow the game plan and the process you will lose and uh and, and we don't ever want that to happen um smillion you're a a great friend and an awesome guy and i love love that uh that i get to know you and um and, and just excited about working with you more in the future Thank you, Alonso. Next time when I fly to the United States, I will come to California so we can sit down and chat and probably hug also. <laughs> so all right, you, all right. Well, we're you, hoping. Yeah, I wish you all the health and to karma also. So stay positive, keep on motivating your guys and recruit many people for the better life. And I hope to see you soon, brother. Take care. Thanks, buddy. God bless. Bye -bye. Have a Bye. great day, everybody. Love all you guys. Bye-bye. People are going crazy for the interview. Thank you. Evo, dragi moji, drage moje, ovo vama je sada možda došlo do informacije da vidite da su stvari u kojima ja pričam slične ili iste ali ja sam zapisao nekoliko rečenica. Nadam se da ste razumijeli. Ako niste razumijeli, snimak će biti na volio, pa ćete moći sjesti sa ljudima koji je razumio i da sjednete i zajedno gledate i spišete jake rečenice, misli i akcije koje ćete napraviti. Oni koji ćete možda gledati ovaj intervju na YouTube-o jednog dana, Razmislite o tome da je prilika, da je ovo smart money prilika, da imate mogućnost raditi nešto što drugim ljudima menja život na bolje, da imate proizvode sa kojima ćete ljudima pomagati ostvariti njihove financijske ciljeve, a sa druge strane imate i proizvod koji se zove poslovna prilika vašeg života. Ako ikada gledate ovo snimko ili slušate na podcastu, intervju, onda vas zovem da idete na stranico www.najposao.com, ispunite anketo i vidjet ćemo se jednog dana na nekom od naših seminara. Oni koji ste ovdje sada našli novi saradnici i na početku znajte da ste imali veliku privilegiju da nešto ovako sredimo i da možete slušati ne samo od mene, jer neki ste već navikli. Oni koji ste stariji, nadam se da ste skontali da posle 24 godina koliko je Daniel Alonso u biznisu, čovjek ima strast, čovjek ima energiju, multimiljoner je. On je vama rekao samo koliko je zaradio dve i ne znam koje je do 500 tisuća eura mjesečno. Njegovi prihodi su više od milijon eura mjesečno. Dragi moji, ovo je moguće samo u našom biznisu. Ovo je moguće samo u našom biznisu. Sada molim vas, nemojte više kukati. Ovo su vremena koje, koje, koje ste čekali. Ovo su vremena kada će puno ljudi ostati bez posla. 
Bitno je da ne ostanete bez snova, bitno je da ne ostate, ostanete bez ciljeva, bez volje, bez žara, bez strasti, bez volje. Možeš ostati bez posla. Ako ostaneš bez zdravlja i nemaš dobrog osiguranja, onda si u problemu. Ali možeš ostati bez posla, možeš ostati bez saradnika. Ali ako imaš volju, želju, ciljeve, strast, energiju, žar, ti ćeš opet izgraditi biznis. Ljudi će prestati, ljudi će dolaziti. Ne možemo riješiti sve, ali ovo je prilika koju ste čekali. Imam ja još ljude kojima, koje ću vama predstaviti iz ove branže. Ovo su top ljudi u Ameriki koji rade ovaj posao već godinama, od kojih ja učim i oni uče od mene s kojima sam prijatelj. Tako da jednog dana, jednog dana, vjerujem da ćete i vi biti ovako intervjujani pošto ste veoma uspješni i vidimo se na sljedećem našem Zoom meetingu. A sada idite u akciju. Idite u akciju. Ako ne idete u akciju i ako niste spremni raditi aktivnosti koje će vas, koje će vas napraviti uspješnim ovom poslu, neće biti ništa od posla i nećete dobiti poziva od mene a verovatno ne od vaših mentora, ti poziva od mene, a verovatno ne od vaših mentora. Tako da, dragi moji, ovo je činjenica, neki koji gledate ovo sada, ste jako novi. Vaše šanse da opstanete ovom poslu su jako male. Vaše šanse da uspijete ovom poslu su veoma velike. Ako ćete raditi korake, akcije, dnevne aktivnosti i nećete se predati zbog nejava, drugih ljudi. Jedino što vas može izbaciti iz ovog posla je, vjerujte mi, ovo što je ovdje i to je vaš mindset. Vaš mindset je najbolja vakcina protiv korone i vaš mindset je najbolja vakcina protiv odbijanja drugih ljudi i protiv tuđeg mišljenja. Nemojte da vas sjebu mindseti negativnih ljudi koji će vama reći da ovo bez veze, da je piramida, da je ne znam šta, je ne razumiju, ne razumiju poslovnog modela. Razumiju samo to što ste čuli negdje od medija, od nekog drugog i cijelo život će raditi za to što su radili i do tada dok nisu vas sredi. Lako noć, čao! Resources from this interview are available online. Visit www.warriorfamily.com and download the free book Lessons from Millionaires with all the resources mentioned in the interview. If you want to be a warrior who has it all, visit www.warriorfamily.com and download my ebooks for free. Learn all about warrior productivity, habits, mindset, marketing and sales strategies confidence boosters and many other things. I promise that you won't be disappointed. More valuable content is waiting for you on my social media profiles. Instagram, Smilion Mori, YouTube and Facebook, Smilion Mori, Warrior Family, Twitter, Smilian Mori, and LinkedIn, Smilian Mori.